In today's highly competitive mortgage industry, building profitable relationships with real estate agents is essential for success. However, finding effective ways to secure agent relationships can be a challenge. With so many mortgage loan originators vying for the attentions of real estate agents, it can be difficult to stand out and establish meaningful connections. Our new case study featuring loan officer Chris Coghill is a must read. Chris has closed a remarkable 36 million in funded loans from agent referrals. And in this case study, he shares his proven strategies for building strong relationships with real estate agents and leveraging those relationships to drive more business. To get your hands on this resource, head over to locasestudy.com and download your free copy of the case study today. You'll find actionable insights and practical tips that Chris used to close 36 million in funded loans from agent referrals and how you can too. Don't miss out. Go check it out right now. Visit locasestudy.com and download your free copy today. Welcome to Mortgage Marketing Radio, brought to you by the Mortgage Marketing Institute, your number one source for truth in mortgage marketing. Hey listeners, what's up? This is Jeff Zimfer. Welcome to this episode of the Mortgage Marketing Radio podcast. So thrilled as always that you're here. All right, so you guys ready? We're going to mix it up a little bit. We are doing some things differently. And I am going to do this because I'm celebrating. I'm celebrating and I have you to thank and I wanted to involve you in this as well. So here's what we're doing. We are celebrating over 220,000 downloads of the podcast. That's right. 220,000 times this podcast has been downloaded and growing. And I'm just thrilled and I'm so grateful and humbled um, by all the you know, positive response and feedback and impact that this podcast is making for you, the listener. And I'm grateful for that. Now, with that said, some of you that are listening are new and as part of our celebration, and I'm going to be doing a variety of different things ongoing over the, over the coming episodes to celebrate over 200, 220,000 downloads, to be specific. One of the things I think it makes sense to do is to make sure that you're not missing out on some of the content from the past that is good stuff and relevant for you to hear. So on today's episode, what we're going to do is dig into the vault. That's right. We're opening up the vault and bringing back to the surface, back to you, the listener, the number one download episode thus far that we have had ever in doing this show since 2016. This particular episode itself had over 2,846 downloads. So it's our number one episode to date that's been downloaded, and I wanted to bring it to your attention. But before we do, as always, I got to give a quick shout out to my podcast listeners and a shout out for somebody who's left a review. Andrew C., if you're listening, this one's for you. Andrew C. says, another awesome show. <sighs> another great show, Jeff. You always provide great guests and drill down with your questioning to get real usable information that I can implement into my mortgage business. Thanks. Keep the great podcast going. That's our intent. 220,000 plus downloads going and more. So Andrew C., if you're listening, here's how you get your podcast swag, a t-shirt box, sticker, some cool stuff. Uh, just DM me, PM me, hit me up on the Facebooks and message me. 
let me know that, uh, you know what? Hey, I heard you, Jeff, and here's my mailing address and my T-shirt size, and we'll get you that podcast swag. But Andrew brings up a good point here, and he talks about uh, drilling down with questions to get real usable information. And folks, I would say that that is in part why uh, this is our number one downloaded episode to date, uh, and it, the title is this. It's back, way back from, uh, not that far back, actually, uh, December of 2018. It's episode 102, Getting More Agent Referrals by Going Deep Versus Wide with real estate agents. And it features uh, two lovely, powerful ladies, uh, Debbie Secord and Katie Shive with Guild Mortgage. And uh, Debbie's got 20 years in the business and consistently closing about 65 million a year, helped over 260 families in 2018. And we are gonna dive deep. We're gonna drill down to how she's going deep versus wide with real estate agents and all kinds of other cool stuff in her business that I think you'll enjoy. Video, uh, how to cover maximum leads in less time, uh, when to hire a business development support person uh, such as Debbie has done with Katie. And so this is just, I think, you know, a great crash course in what a successful, highly productive, yet fun, life-balanced um, mortgage business looks like. So that's this, this episode that you're going to get from the vault on this week's show. But once again, let me just say, hey guys, I appreciate you so much um, listening to the episodes, downloading them. It's been a journey. It's been a struggle at times. You know, it's, it's called uh, the, the uh, you know, the, uh, you know it's, it's a battle. It's a struggle, right? And so your input, your feedback, your reviews um, help me keep going, help me stay focused. And I'm really excited about what's to come once we, you know, get through the uh, acknowledgement and the celebration of 220,000 download episodes. Look for me to go live doing some stuff. Look me to, for me to do some cool, fun giveaways, maybe bring on a special guest or two. And if you got any suggestions for special guests that you think we should have on, let me know, right? Just hit me up on the Facebooks. Um, you know what to do. And you can always reach out to me, podcast at mortgagemarketingradio.com. So, and don't forget, if you're interested in going deep versus wide with real estate agents, much like you're hearing from Debbie on this episode, you can always go check out more at the mortgagemarketing.pro membership where we've got a whole uh, course curriculum for you on how to do that consistently. All right, so with that said, without further ado, celebrating 220,000 downloads. 220,000 downloads, did I say that right? Oh my God, that's a lot of you, it's a lot of people, a lot of downloads. Our number one episode of all time so far, bringing it back from the vault, Episode 102, Getting More Agent Referrals by Going Deep Versus Wide with Real Estate Agents. Let's get into this week's show. Debbie, Katie, welcome to the show. Thank you, Jeff. Hi, thank you. All right. So I've done these uh, sessions before on the podcast where we've got two people calling in. So it makes sense to first, let's identify who's who uh, so people can associate the person with the voice. Uh, Debbie, why don't you go first? Tell us who you are, what you do. You're up. <laughs> My name is Debbie Secord, and I've been in lending a loan officer about 20 plus years, so it lets you know how old I might be. <laughs> and uh, I just love what we do here, so when I'm with Guild Mortgage. Awesome. Katie. Perfect. Um, my name is Katie Shive, and I work on WC Court's team. Uh, my focus is business development and marketing, so that looks like making sure our agents, business partners, and clients are really loved on and happy and well communicated to. All right. How long have you guys been working together? A little over a year. I've been on Debbie's team since uh, last fall. So just a little over a year, actually. Okay. And and, uh, and it was truly one of my best hires. 
I mean, she has her master's degree in marketing and she's bringing us into the new modern millennial and it's just such a huge benefit to our team. All right. So we're going to talk about that in a second. Debbie, I want to set up for those listeners that people are naturally curious all the time. Um, give us like a 2017 roughly, you know, volume units. We're pretty much somewhere in the market of 64 to 69 million a year. Mm-hmm. And that's been pretty consistent for the past four years. Okay. And we're probably a, a good mix of conventional FHA and builder business. And that's around 260 to 270 units per year. Wow. All right. A lot of loans. And you are in, of course, Reno, Nevada, just north of me a little bit here. Yes. I could just talk about Reno all day. Actually, I dig it. I love it. But that's not why we're here. Um, let's okay. Talk. Let's talk business. Okay, so you you mentioned for a second, uh, Katie, she was the best hire you ever made, and she's bringing you into, helping to bring you into the, quote, I'll use the word you use, this millennial market, right, or whatever. I, I assume by, you you brought Katie on, let me not assume, why did you bring Katie on? Uh, unpack that a little bit. Well, because here at Guild, our culture and a lot of the goals for the last couple of years have been for high touch, high tech. Mm-hmm. And as we change, high tech is a lot easier for a true marketer and somebody who's a millennial herself, maybe the beginning stages of it. <laughs> and I think it's very important as a loan officer to continue to change with your market so that your clients get the best of both worlds. Mm-hmm. And what are you hoping are the changes that uh, Katie will help you implement? Well, she's definitely given us a presence on the internet and all the different sources that a lot of people today, it's changing. It's no longer they're finding you through their real estate agent as and the referring partner. They're doing their own research and they're on the internet and they're on all the different sites that we're all familiar with. And so you have to have a presence there to capture that. And did you feel that uh, prior to bringing Katie on, you were lacking? Maybe were you unsure you were going to be able to do it successfully yourself? Absolutely. Hmm. All right. Katie, are you up for the task? I am. Yes, I always love a really good challenge. <laughs> You're not saying Debbie's a challenge, are you? <laughs> no. Yes, I am. Go ahead, Katie. I am. She's not a challenge, but I think, uh, like she highlighted, our market is changing um, and just how we talk to our clients and our business partners is constantly changing. And so, um, part of my challenge and my job is really to figure out the best way to meet our clients and business partners where they're at. What, uh, Katie, I want to ask you, when you um, were evaluating, looking at uh, areas of opportunity for Debbie, let's call it that, right, for her online presence or branding, et cetera, what kind of stood out for you initially as like glaringly obvious that was needing to be worked on? I mean, I think one of the things that we really focus on is just being uh, consistent on our branding across the board. So, making sure that all of our messaging is consistent. Um, We focus heavily on LinkedIn and Facebook. So making sure our posts are consistent. Um, You know, we really try to do posts at least five days a week, but not just, you know, a spray and pray, throwing a post out there and hoping that somebody responds, but also building engagement. So working on um, getting our clients and business partners to comment, to share, um, and really trying to create a dialogue and build community through social media. Hmm. And so how have you done that uh, in your time? You've been there about a year or so. Um, what, when you say drive engagement, community, getting partners and comments and all that stuff, 
how do you do that? What types of content are you creating and posting? So some of the things we've done is, uh, you know, creating um, events. So we do uh, a couple events, big events each year. So like we do one in the fall, um, which we recently did. Uh, we rented out a pumpkin patch farm, um, so to speak. And we had about 300 uh, clients show up, which was really successful in our minds. Um, and so we really pushed that on social media. One of the things uh, we did partner with uh, an agent in town. So we had a lot of fun with it. We got an inflatable dinosaur costume and ran around the um, corn patch and, you know, made some goofy videos and created an event on Facebook for that. Um, and then just, you know, really played that up as much as we could. So you rented out a pumpkin patch. I love that idea. Um, mm-hmm. How did you do that? Uh, was that like during off hours or whatnot? So we did it on a Thursday, so it wasn't peak weekend hours for them. Um, we did have to pay for the whole rental fee. Um, so we had basically a private event, but there's uh, each family or each child left with a pumpkin. There was a pumpkin patch, a petting zoo. We had two face painters come. Um, they had all kinds of different rides and whatnot. And then on the marketing side, we created some, um, you know, cards that each uh, family left with. And so it was like a postcard. Um, and we created a scavenger hunt. So the kids had to go around the farm and find different farm animals and bring that back to us. And they got a treat bag. And then on the back of the card, it just said, you know, thank you so much for your business. We really appreciate you. Wow. Um, Love that. So, 300 yeah. people. That's huge. We actually had 301. Our match was 300, and they graciously let the one extra person come. So, see, Jeff, for us, this is Debbie. We've done that event. This was our third straight year. Uh But typically for me, just high touch, I would get out as much as I could. But we've never had the success rate that we had this year to thank our clients, our past clients for staying with us. We've never had that kind of success without Katie's marketing. So that's where the big difference came. More people could were reached and could take advantage of such a great event. And thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Well, seriously, that's amazing. I mean, imagine the ripple effect from that 300 people. And that was a mix of uh, past clients and some agents. Is that correct? Yep. Uh, I mean, there was primarily our past clients. That's who we marketed to. Um, and that's just, been current as a thank you and mm. our marketing leading up to that. So we, we did do some print, um, we did do a mailer. So we mailed out personal invitations to every family mm-hmm. and then we followed up with an email campaign as well, and then added social media into it. But you didn't call people you relied on the outbound stuff. We did rely on the outbound stuff and then we did make some phone calls. Um, it's a lot on the last day, just as a reminder. And I'm asking that hopefully, you know, it's coming across the right way. And that, that really speaks to a couple of things, right? I mean, one, your marketing, the pieces must've been really good and compelling, um, the social media itself. And then just, I think the connection or affinity you've got with those clients to get that level of people to participate, that really says a lot about, I think you, Debbie. No, thank you. And that's truly where with my 20 years, that's what I take the most pride in. Mm-hmm. But like we said, in this new marketing and guilds idea is high touch, high tech. Yep. I'm great at the high touch. That's always been what sustained me. The high tech has been a challenge. <laughs> mm. Awesome. Um, so I want to stay on this thread for a moment of events. It's it's funny because a podcast I recorded just before this one, same theme, right? Another top producer, big on events, 
what are you guys looking at for uh, other events as we enter in more holidays, right? we got Thanksgiving and Christmas coming up. Anything around those? Yeah, so we do um, happy hours as well. Those are targeted a lot to our business partners and our um, our agents. So we really try to love on them. Um, we've gone back and forth with, you know, in, in the past, we used to do one every single month. Mm-hmm. Um, but everybody knows agents are super busy. And sometimes it felt like our... Um, attendance started to dwindle because they knew, oh, if I miss this month, I can come to the next one. So we've since shifted that model a little bit. And now we typically do uh, one a quarter and that has a much better turnout. I think our last happy hour, we had a little over 20 agents Mm -hmm. show up to that. Um, So we work with a local um, kind of bar and restaurant in town, um, which is great to support local. Um, They love having us. And then they donate a raffle. So every time we go, they donate, uh, it's like a wine basket. Um, And we get, um, you know, we collect business cards when they come. So that way we know who is attending. Um, And then just as a way to thank them for coming. um, We also have the, the business donates that wine basket. And are you doing anything where it's like uh, the people who come, they get a free drink ticket or are they all on their own for that? It depends on the event. So we definitely will host food um, and then, you know, drinks can be on them. It just kind of depends. We, you know, none of us are really heavy drinkers. So we do more heavy apps um, and a lot of food. So we'll put a big, um, you know, spread out in the middle of the table and make sure they leave with full bellies. that's awesome uh so clearly events are a key part of you staying top of mind with real estate agents right and clients yeah so in addition to events we also do um pop buys which is another thing that we target so i will look at a calendar um i usually try to do this six months in advance and i'll look at you know major holidays or i like we did a pop by in august it was national um s'mores day and who doesn't love a good s'more (laughs) so um I put together this really cute s'mores packet and delivered about 50 to different agents. I mean, the cost for us was, you know, maybe $2 per little bundle. Um, and then I, I designed a little tag that I printed and and tied to each bundle. Um, and then I went around to all of the different offices, um, and then handed those out. So little Popeyes like that as well, are in addition to just kind of stay top of mind. Hmm. Okay. Um, events, Popeyes, it's fundamentals. You know what I mean? Um, it's one of those things that have been done for years. Um, some people yep. do them well. Some people look at Popeyes as I've said this just a moment ago. Uh, some people call Popeyes cheesy, you know, would, mm-hmm. I mean, we love cheese. <laughs> <laughs> well, cheese winds up being green oftentimes, doesn't it? <laughs> yes, it does. In the form of referrals. <laughs> Yeah. Why, why do you do, yeah. uh, here's, here's, here's the thing I want to answer for the listeners. Why do you do Popeye's? What does it do for you? So I think, first of all, it's all about your branding. And second of all, the Popeye can serve as two separate things. It's like, wow, look, your lending team really still thinks of you, thinks of you a lot. You're on the forefront of their mind. Second of all, it's a little bit of bragging rights about, look what I got today. <laughs> hmm Oh, I see what you mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, right. So it makes them feel special. Um, also, do you think it, it's helpful in today's world, online, noisy world, to take some of the online offline? Absolutely. Yeah. I would 100% agree. I mean, I think it's it's 
one of my challenges is finding that balance, right? I could do everything digital and just not get out of from behind my desk, or I could be totally, you know, we could be out in front of agents all the time. Um, but it's that, it's that balance of having a social media presence, email campaigns, whatnot, but, you know, also making sure Debbie and I are getting out in front of our agents and, and face-to-face. I mean, you just can never replace that face-to-face interaction. I think that people make a big mistake if they think that the high touch is not still part of our current climate and our future climate. It is still going to matter. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Absolutely. I agree 100%. Okay, so that's great. Events, Popeyes, I love it. Um, by the way, guys, for those that are looking, you know, Katie, you said you planned this, the um, events or Popeyes out. I think it was Popeye specifically. You plan those out up to six months in advance, did you say? Yeah. So I look at the calendar and I just try to figure out, okay, you know, what are we doing? You know, obviously we're not doing a Popeye every single month, um, but I try to kind of alternate. So maybe it's a Popeye one month, a happy hour the next, um, you know, and so I kind of look six months out and we'll figure out like with the, the Schmores one, for example, it's like, oh, it's August. We're not having a happy hour this month. Oh, it's National S'mores Day. It's the end of camping. So that was kind of the thought logic behind, let's do a pop by and get in there. And, you know, Debbie and I just loaded up our car and went around for the afternoon and delivered them. So yeah, so and, I try and, to look six months out. Uh, yeah, yeah, I think that's smart. You got to plan, right? Because it's like all of a sudden Tuesday and you're like, oh, Thursday's like, uh, you know, the day. What am I going to Too late then. Um, right. I want to share a resource with people that are, that are listening. You probably have your own. I mean, there's a bunch of them you can find online, Google, like national holidays. And these aren't the usual like Veterans Day holidays. Um, you can find right. websites. Yeah. Like this one I'm looking at right now is National Day Calendar. Um, hey, heads up, people. I don't know if you knew it, but yesterday, November 6th was National Nachos Day. So we missed that <laughs> one. <laughs> yeah, that's literally the calendar that I use. And it's fun because you can find some really off the cuff um topics that are great conversation starters. You know, there's Here's, National Redhead Day. There's oh all kinds gosh. of things you can get really playful with. That's that's what's awesome, is it's fun, it's different, you stand out, it's not the usual rates today are trending at five and you know. <laughs> exactly. Who wants to hear that? By the way, uh I'm, here's a gift to you guys. November 14th. Uh, do we have time? Yeah, it's National Pickle Day. So <laughs> perfect. You can get pickle chips, pickle cakes. You could you could have See, a there goes stuff. Katie already. You could say, Don't don't find yourself in a pickle. Choose our team to help yes. you out or something. There you like go. That. How quick was that? <laughs> love it. Love it. So people listening, check out those calendars. Lots of cool fun ideas. I mean, you can even just do videos around it if you're not the Popeye person, you know, and do a video. Have fun with it. All right. So speaking of videos, let's, let's, let's transition to a little bit of online stuff. Um, um, I'm poking around here. I'm trying to find out more of what you guys are doing digitally. So I'm on your Facebook page. Tell me about videos that you're doing. Uh, what's the strategy around that? What I'll, I'll preface it before Katie takes over. She tries really, really hard on these videos. I am not the most willing participant, but I am learning. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So we, um, that's definitely a goal that we keep making for ourselves is to be more on the forefront doing video. Um, just because that is, you know, just a quick, easy way to get in front of your clients. Um, you know, that's not just the boring content that you're reading. So we do a lot of video around events if we have events leading up to it. Um, and then we will do video emailing, like we, uh, subscribe through bomb bomb. 
Mm-hmm. Um, so we will email, you know, um, our database for Veterans Day for all of our veterans or for Christmas and different things like that. Um, so we do a lot of video through uh, email marketing as well. It's not always on our Facebook page. And you've got the video that are they broken out into different groups, realtors, clients? Um, we haven't done that as much. We do have um, a Facebook group that we have. Uh, we've had an issue. I shouldn't say we've had an issue. We want to do something like a Facebook group, um, but our compliance is looking into it. So we haven't launched that yet. But um, I know that some people do, you know, segment out their markets by um, by groups doing it that way. So right now our strategy is just our Facebook page is to everybody. So I try not to talk just rates or just, you know, inspiring things, but we try to have that mix. So we know we're talking both to our business partners and our clients. I think too, Jeff, you're probably talking about some canned videos, right? So probably for 2019, that might be our growth where you've got your standard congratulations, just found out your home got accepted that you could send out generically once you produce one you know, trying to send out a video, this is goals for 2019, trying to set up when you know that somebody's making an offer today, trying to set them apart by sending the listing agent a video about you're the one with the free call and how strong they are and how much they love the house, trying to look more at those really specifically dedicated things that would help your client achieve the dream of homeownership and get their offer accepted and your agent. Yeah. So it sounds like what you're trying to do there is integrate video into some of the milestones and touch points during that transaction. Yep. 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 Makes a lot of sense to do that. And of course it takes a little bit of work up front to kind of build that all out, but once it's done, it's done and it works. Yes. And that's where Katie's so great is that it's consistent because I I feel like in this market, if you do something once or twice, it, it doesn't do you much good if you're not consistent. So when you pick on the on the things that are going to grow your business that are important to you, you have to be consistent. And that's where Katie's helped us to have a plan and be more consistent. Therefore, I believe the business itself is more consistent. So, so Debbie, then I, I, it sounds like Katie had to encourage you, cajole you, uh, kick you to get started <laughs> with video. <laughs> yes, that is true. So how do you feel now? Are you feeling more comfortable? I am. I am. I prefer a goofier video over anything polished or professional. So many times, Katie won't even show me when we get done with a little clip video. Uh, it's Smart. just she just posts and I trust her because it's always been exactly what we wanted and it met our goals. But if I have to rewatch it, I don't think they would get posted. <laughs> <laughs> and I will say to every video that we've done, I mean, she she definitely once we do videos, um, they get easier. I think you get more comfortable with what you're doing and, and she does a great job with that. It's just, yeah, being consistent, I think is really what's key. And yeah. truly being yourself. If I try to be somebody super polished or mm-hmm. try to not be myself, that's when the videos are not fun. Key point that right there, be yourself. Uh, don't, yep. Yeah. Don't try and look Hollywood. Uh, that's not, that's not someone else's. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Katie, I'd like to maybe get your input briefly on too many people get caught up in the metrics of video. And I'm not saying it's not relevant or important like views and all that kind of stuff. It is, but this, I guess, is around the point of consistency because, um, what would you say to those people who we know they're out there that we know they're listening right now? That's you I'm talking about, um, where, (laughs) oh yeah, I did three videos and it didn't work for me. Or I didn't get, right. you know, I only got 12 views. 
How do, how do you, right. uh, do you coach that person on why to hang in there? I think, you know, just going back to the consistency part is you're building an audience. Um, you know, you throw three videos out there and you just stop all of a sudden. I mean, you just never know who's watching. You never know. Um, even if you have one person watching that could translate to, you know, a referral or a refinance or a purchase down the road. Um, but if you give up too soon, you don't know what audience you're building. You don't know who's following you. So, you know, our approach isn't to do it for the metrics, although we do look at that and that is important. Um, but really our long-term strategy is we're trying to build an audience. We're trying to build our community. Um, so whether we have one person watch it or, you know, 1200, um, to us, it's just important to, to be consistent and to let people know, I mean, if they're going to follow our page and then we just drop off, Mm -hmm. you know, why are they going to continue following us? So kind of trickling that through. Um, I think a lot of people have the ambition to do, you know, video and like with any goal going to the gym or whatever. I mean, you start out the, you know, January one gung ho and then come February, it kind of tapers. And so if you can find a realistic um, schedule that works for you, I mean, maybe that's just one video a month. Um, but practice finding that medium, be consistent, and then build upon that rather than trying to, you know, do a video every day and burning out. Right on, right on. Okay, cool. Um, I'm going to transition to back to you, Debbie, for a second. Looking at my notes from our initial conversation, you mentioned something, um, if I'm correct, that you're doing differently, maybe, um, or changing up how your, your your realtor strategy, and that is you're going, uh, is it going deep versus wide? Did I get that right? Yeah, and it's not a change for me. So in my 20 years, it's pretty much been, that's where I'm super comfortable is really strong relationships where your goals are their goals and, and, and everybody wins. And I'm not great at going wide, which Katie has helped us add a lot of different people or business partners through these other avenues that have not always been. So we are going a little wider than what I'm used to. And I just want to make sure the service doesn't change. That's, that's always mm. been the reason that kept me from doing that. I see. So that, that actually is, uh, I correct myself. It is you're going wide versus deep because you've been used to and very good at going deep. But Katie's brought some capabilities for you to uh, scale your reach. Is that what I'm hearing? That is correct. That okay. is correct. And then you, what you do is you identify those folks that might be right for then moving forward or moving further down the funnel, whatever, and going deeper with those few, right? Yeah. And I think, I think as loan officers, I definitely am just speaking for myself. I feel like when you are aligned with the same goals in business period, it is so much funner and such a better transaction for everybody involved. So that does mean at times I have fired agents. If we don't work together on either side, it's not a win for everybody for that dream of home ownership. So that's really important to me. Do you ever put up with that crazy realtor just to keep getting the business? (laughs) I think, I think that comes with age, right? So in my early years, I'd put up with everything. I do feel like in the last 10 years, no, I won't. Because at the end of the day, if that's a huge challenge for me, then their client is feeling the same and it's not, it's not where I want to be. And it's not really Mm. a transaction that ends up the way we want it to. So it doesn't mean I don't try super hard. It doesn't mean that I'm willing to, to throw out 
a business partner or a lead, it means that it just has to be a great fit for everybody. And it, at sometimes I've had to change. Sometimes I've had to change to realize, oh, look, at they have a value here and, and their point is something that we can, I, now I get it. I get why they're this way and I get why it's a good business relationship. So sometimes we change too. Mm-hmm. But no, I no longer will do a deal with a nightmare just to do a deal. Just don't do it. Don't yeah. have to. Well, and you also have to think about the cost to you you and your business of that. Um, yeah. Like you mentioned, the clients are impacted by that. But then also, uh, you know, I mean, there's the impact to you emotionally and what a time suck that becomes and how that takes you off track. So um, it's easy. I know, like you said early on, it's harder to say that because you you know need business. Sure, you'll do anything. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So let's transition a little bit. I'm looking at my notes and I want to kind of do a couple rapid fire topics uh, and see where this leads us. I wrote down um, Thursday hot shoppers. What's that? So every time we get a lead pre-qualified that actually could go out today, so no credit fixes, they are ready to go. They have their down payment. They're hot shopping. Every Thursday, my team follows up with that hot shopper. We call to see how it's going. How's their agent doing? Are they seeing some properties? So that we can revalidate their agent at that point. But bigger, bigger thing is sometimes we find out that they're not happy with the agent, but they are happy with us keeping in touch. So it becomes super important on both sides. Interesting. So when you find out they're not happy with the agent, how do you handle that? I really do dig into that. I want to know why I try to validate, not if it's not true, but if it's true, I try to validate that that's not really what I'm used to from that agent. And have they talked to the agent? I try to get them to go back to the agent because the agent can't do better for them if they don't know how they're missing the, the mark on what they're getting, you know, what the, what the buyer wants to see. And many times we end up turning that around. People are not comfortable with confrontation. So in that conversation, they realize, yeah, it is not fair to this agent that I haven't told them that he's showing me properties and he's missed the mark on what I want to see. So Many times we keep those relationships together by having those conversations. Yeah, I love the fact that you said with your um, your Thursday hot shoppers, there's multiple um, initiatives behind that. One is obviously to touch base and stay connected, and you're building a fence around that that client ideally because we know they yeah. could, they could be double apping whatever. How do you handle then? Um, I'm curious what percentage. You know, every market is different, but I know I, I often talk to loan officers and they've got the the TBDs and. I don't know what's your market like, um, meaning there's there's a lot of TBDs there to just maybe in pause mode. And are you, are you just still apply the same Thursday strategy? Yeah, until we know they're no longer in the market for whatever reason we do. That's just part of one of my upfront teammates jobs every Thursday. Well, I love that because now that I think about this, you know, there's a number of LOs I've spoken to where your your, your frequency is probably the most regular or consistent one I've heard because... I think too many LOs um, let it go too long, like a TBD, right? They'll let that thing kind of fizzle out. Yeah. And when you're having those regular conversations, you know, if that's still an active shopper, they'll mm-hmm. tell you. And then I think that that really does go back to my preference of going deep because I'm taking care of those people and we're really, really coddling those relationships we started rather than to keep looking for more and more and more and more, more so you don't get the high touch. And when you um, recognize that somebody is taking a pause or they're not active in the market or whatever, you know, they communicate that to you or, or through questioning, do you then move them to some type of a, you know, email drip campaign or something or other different type of schedule? That's exactly what we do. So it might become a, they just said that they've had a relationship change or a financial change and it's going to be six months before they 
have that money saved back up. Then we might touch them every other month saying, hey, how's it going? Do you have any questions? Whatever the reason was, we, we talked specific about the reason. Let's say, how's the savings going? Do you want to touch base and say we're on track? But that might become every other month. If somebody truly says they're out for a year for whatever reason, then that might only be once a quarter. If somebody's working on credit, we're probably checking in once a quarter to see what that gauge looks like. I mean, we just got somebody back to an agent that they worked on their credit for three years. It doesn't happen a ton, but when it does, it's so rewarding. And we were able to get them back to the exact same agent because every conversation, we talked about their business partner and their goals. And when we called the agent to say, hey, Mr. and Mrs. Smith are ready to go, they were just thrilled. And with those, um, the TBDs, the Thursday Hot Shoppers, where you're trying to, you're, you're, you know, keep people active in market, what, what's their status, et cetera. Are you also then um, updating agents on those conversations if there's something meaningful, I guess? Yeah. If it doesn't breach any confidence, it's definitely something we're talking about. Hmm. Okay. And it's interesting. I'm thinking about this through the lens of, well, I think one of the value props for a loan officer, you, you, we already talked about one, which is uh, edify that real estate agent and help build them up. Do you um, intentionally articulate that as part of your value proposition for real estate agents is, you know, not only is it my goal to obviously pre-qual, pre-approve all that stuff, but also to ensure that I drive as many leads or clients, you know, back to you. Does that make sense? It's definitely probably one of my number one talking points about how the partnership works. Hmm. Because the 1-800 lender is not going to care about the agent and our market and where that relationship goes. Mm -hmm. And do you find agents respond to that positively? Yes, I do. You know, it's so, so funny is, um, well, (laughs) we've both, I'm just like thinking it's crazy. But both of you, we've been around in this industry a long time. It's me since 2003. And that's one of those... um, like classic fundamentals of like you, you constantly hear about uh, realtors don't value loan officers or they're not loyal. And, and my response to that is, is exactly what you and I just talked about. It's well, probably because you're not doing a good job demonstrating your visible value because it sounds like you are on the same page, Debbie, where it's yes, your job is to do an awesome job as a loan officer, all that kind of stuff. But you are, this is where I think your point about going deep, you're an extension of that team, right? Absolutely. Yep. Yeah. And I know that was that was pitched a lot more back in the day, air quotes, if you will, uh, where it was, just, you know, where I got my training from, where it was like you would call and introduce yourself, you know, hi, this is Debbie Secord. I'm, I'm part of the, uh, you know, ABC team at Remax. And, uh, you know, first of all, just congratulations on your, your choice to use the ABC team at Remax. They're one of the best, you know, that, that kind of stuff, right? Right. Yeah. I don't think that happens a lot. I think what happens, Jeff, is no. And I think that I do think that's something that's missed. And I think that mass media and you can go wide and just hope that some stuff sticks. Right. So for me, that's where the relationship's so important. And our industry is not easy. It's not easy for the agents. It's not easy for the lenders. So when you have somebody and you can have like this great, happy ending experience that the homeowner gets the house of their dreams and everybody gets paid, it's just such a win-win. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. Good stuff. Let me transition uh, for a moment back to, to Katie, if she's the best one to answer for this. What, if anything, are you guys doing around paid traffic, paid advertising, Facebook ads, for example? You know, we don't do a whole lot of paid advertising. We've experimented with it a little bit through boosting um, posts or 
um, videos. If we have a new product that just rolled out that's unique to, um, you know, to Guild or our market, we'll boost that. Um, but I honestly can't say that we have seen a significant return from, you know, our paid traffic or our paid advertising versus all of our organic stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's just not something that we focus on heavily in on our team. Do you also have to jump through some compliance hoops if you're going to be running any ads? Yeah. I mean, anything that we do, um, you know, is always going through compliance and that's something that's so important to us. So, you know, occasionally we'll have things, you know, I'll come up with an idea and this would be great. And, you know, we'll send it to compliance and for whatever reason it may not, um, you know, be approved. And, and of course we value that over anything else. So, um, it really just depends, but fortunately our compliance team works really hard, um, to make sure that, you know, they're not just blocking everything. So, um, rarely do they ever put the full brakes on. So they work really hard to, to get that together with us. So is your company producing any content for you that you then repurpose on social? They do. Yeah. So they have, um, you know, a lot of, you know, um, some of the generic stuff that's, um, you know, tips for home buyers and, and, um, you know, different mortgage terms and um, specific to product announcements and things like that. So we definitely will use some of their uh, created products or creative uh, content and we'll kind of drip that into our social strategy. Um, but then we also really try to create a lot of our own stuff. So I would say maybe one day a week we'll use uh, content that corporate produces for us and then everything else we try to produce, you know, for our team. Do you guys do anything around um, agents content or listings or things like that, that they may be, you know, posting to share that or. Yeah. So we will share if an agent um, has a new listing or something like that. I think that goes back to what Debbie was talking about. We try to validate the agent. Um, So if they have something that they post, um, we'll definitely share that. Um, But we'll do, you know, we'll do co-branded flyers and, and share that as well. So Anywhere that we can partner with our business agents, uh, we love to get behind that. And that's where Guild's platform is fabulous. There's all these flyers and and products that you can use for helping your business partners get out there. What are some of the things you help them do in terms of marketing? So we do a lot of, uh, you know, like you said, with the flyers, uh, we'll do open open houses with them. Just to clarify, so open house flyers, right? So we do open house flyers, uh, coming soon flyers. Um, I know some loan officers um, have used uh, products called List Reports. Mm-hmm. Um, that is a platform that's available. And then occasionally if they ask us to do an event, we'll consider that. Um, again, it's really, you know, we have some pretty creative agents. So some of them come up with some pretty cool stuff that they approach us with. Are you doing any open houses with them, things like that? Yes, we do do open houses. and um, and always. Same thing. My main job in that open house is to edify, you know, if they have an agent, great. And if they don't, that there's one here that can help them with every need that they could have been imagined and, and edify the person. And then, you know, we also have a fun thing like we have an open house survival kit mm-hmm. from the dollar store. And it just has like that the agent gets and it just has their card, our card. And it has maybe a light bulb in it, um, a candle. If you go into a house that's a little less desirable, <laughs> that we've all been maybe, in. Maybe you some know, Febreze. Some wipes. Some, some <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> a roll of toilet paper. You know, it's just another fun thing, and it still adds value to them. And they, 
they can actually carry those around in the future and refill them. Right, right. That's awesome. I love it. Uh, open house survival kits. Yeah, again, making it fun, making it different. Okay. Um, last thing I'm looking at here for my notes is um, you mentioned earlier you're coaching agents, and I wrote down a book study. Um, you're doing a book study with agents. Is that correct? Yeah, I do have some agents that we do a book study. We've done the mastermind groups where we get together, and they can be from all different offices. That's the beautiful part about the happy hours and some of these other things is that the agents come from different offices, and it's not a conflict. They learn. You learn more together. But the bigger focus we did in 2018 was my team picks a book, and they read it throughout the month, and that's how we start our Monday morning meetings, what was highlighted what they like. It gives me a chance to figure out where their, where their really values are and, and to see everybody's strengths and, and what's important to them. And we just like the last book we just finished was the secret mm-hmm. and it, you know, we do a vision board every year and we're teaming up with a, a real estate group this year and their agents are coming and we're, we're getting together and we're doing vision boards together. It's lots of fun things. No. Yeah, no, I love that. Um, this is kind of a new idea for some people because I brought it up uh, once before, I think, and uh, you know, it was like you know, lights go on. Oh, great idea! Because a lot of people think uh, agents are are hyper competitive and they're not going to get in a room and share ideas, you know, about what's working. But to your point about your masterminds, you found that not to be the case. No, and actually, I may have had the belief the other way prior to joining Guild. We're a highly coached company. Mm-hmm. And these happy hours are what truly introduced me for the first time that these people do love interacting with each other. Sometimes deals are made at these happy hours. Sometimes right. ideas are given of how a deal can be made. And it's different than what I perceived before coming to Guild, for sure. So real quick then, a mastermind, the kind of the format for that is is roughly what? Just sketch that out if you could. That would be just talking about our market today, the hot topics within the market. And it usually does revolve around the core coaching or whatever coaching, whatever coaching forms you use. So we just look at how do you track your leads? How did tracking your leads go? What does your greatness tracker look like or whatever form? Like it's the accountability of the the work that you got done to achieve your goals. Because none of us have bosses. None of us has to show up. None of us punch a clock. These younger agents have not even had a chance to work in an environment that they have to show up at eight and leave at five. So they, they're kind of just out there with no real guidance. So these forms, accountability, your greatness tracker, how many calls did you make? How many thank you cards did you send? You know, what do you do for the end of the year? Reminders, what do you do for the quarterly reminders of your closed clients? It's just it really, for me, it's mostly based around coaching, the core coaching that we use. Yeah, as a matter of fact, um, come to think of it, one of your colleagues, Oleg Tkach, you know him? Yes. Yeah. Oh, yes. <laughs> yeah. Who, who doesn't know Oleg, right? Uh, exactly. Had him on the podcast and he said the exact same thing um, in terms of um, how he sees the role for loan officers, you know, changing, if you will, although you're, you and I, right, we're like, hey, no, this has been the role since the beginning. But for those that aren't doing <laughs> it yet, you need to become a coach for the agents. I think there's this perception that for those of us in the industry, we get exposed to all this stuff, the different real estate coaches out there and all that kind of jazz. And our assumption is, oh my God, you know, the realtors, they've got plenty of info on how to do X, Y, or Z. And reality is yes, but no, because, you know, most of them aren't like doing it yet. And they really need, here's what I've learned. They need a guide. 
They need, or use your term, a coach. But to have somebody locally yeah. there, face-to-face in person, that's a whole different thing than watching a video or whatever. Exactly. And, and it's an in-person accountability. Mm. Now, I love it. Now, and, and by the way, to your point about you know the, the coaching content, right? You guys are part of the core and all that stuff. Great, great organization. Um, and so the whole the whole point there is, look, just just borrow the content that exists out there and put it together in a format that right is easy for you to share and people to right share and have a conversation. Your goal is really a facilitator in those masterminds, isn't it? Absolutely. Yeah. You're not like a teacher. You're not like, you know, big rah-rah session. You're like, okay, so let's talk about this concept of like um, time blocking, you know, and you just yeah. roll it out there. And and people just love the fact that somebody's pouring into them. I think I could go on about that all day. <laughs> I love it. I love yeah. it. So- and we've, we've actually had, you know, we've seen a lot of success through that, but again, that's just about my personal preference about going deep. You could do big, huge lunch and learns with you invite, everybody and their brother, which, which I've tried that and we've done it. And some of them are a lot of fun, mm-hmm. but I much prefer the more deeper relationships where we know what we can do for each other and how to best help each other and accountability. Yeah. I think the big, the big takeaway from all this is specific to real estate agents is, you know, not to sound cliche, but it is a real relationship. Um, yeah. And we need to be as loan officers. I, I just taken my personal experience and a lot of the folks I talked, we just need to get better at developing relationships and realizing that from the get-go, that it's not a vendor situation. Your job is to not close alone, even though it's like, um, you know, we've heard that before. As a matter of fact, you know, give a sh- back to Oleg for a second. He's like, you know, three years ago, um, you know, maybe you could get by with, oh, I close loans on time, but, but so what? Today, everybody can do that. That's not, that's not your competitive advantage. So how do you, what is your competitive advantage? And I think it's, you know, again, to sound, I hate to beat these, these words to death, but it's the value you you bring to the relationship. It's how are you pouring into that person? How are you helping to help them achieve their goals? You know, we, we've heard it for so long, but doggone it. It's true. Yeah. And I think, I think in the 20 years that that concept comes and goes, right. Cause it's the, the next shiny penny, the next great idea. But I think at the end of the day, for me, it's always been the consistent relationship, not about when I get paid, but how we all achieve that end goal. Right, right. Spot on. And then uh, lastly, before we wrap up, uh, hey, Katie, what do, you, what do you got on your radar for, for 2019? How, what are you do, you know, digital marketing wise or, or branding wise for, for Debbie and team? I think really it just comes down to um, more videos. That's really a goal that we've been uh, discussing and pushing. And so um, really just being more consistent, getting in front of the camera. Um, I think, you know, being more spontaneous um, and and really pushing videos is going to be our our main goal for next year. More spontaneous videos. So does does that mean like uh, on the streets, right? Yeah, I mean, out and about mm-hmm. or, um, you know, maybe even doing, um, you know, more Facebook live events too. Um, that's a, a huge thing. I know sometimes when you're live, uh, the nerves come out a little bit different than if it's recorded and you can do 10 takes. Um, mm-hmm. So I think just being uh, doing Facebook live events and, um, you know, more, more videos is really where we're going to be focusing. Love it. Love it. And the, the key there, even with Facebook live or anything is look, you know, just, just be you. It doesn't have to be perfect. Just hit, totally hit, hit go live and go, you know? <laughs> yeah. I mean, we've, so put out, home. we've pulled out fun props and I mean, we really try to 
have that balance of, of fun and cheese because that's what you're going to get when you work with our team. You're going to have a great time and you're going to be taken care of, but we definitely like to have fun and, and get things done. So that's what, that's how we try to come across in all of our communications. And that's a great reminder that people would rather be entertained than educated. But if you can combine the yeah. two, you got a winner. Yeah, we do. Winning together. Exactly. Awesome. Well, this guys, uh, appreciate you making time. I know you're incredibly busy. Uh, what's the best way I'm going to put links in the show notes, of course, to, um, Debbie, your Facebook page, uh, the website as well. Give me that one more time. So those listening, they know where to go. So our website is guildmortgage.com forward slash Deborah Secord. Awesome. Well, thanks again for sharing. I really appreciate you both being here. I thought it was an awesome combination of, uh, powerful women dropping some truth bombs. Well, thank you for having us. And thank you, Jeff, for always trying to better our industry. It's fabulous. Thank you. Oh, you bet. No, thank you. It's a, it's a passion project. And, uh, and that speaks to our listeners. Thank you, of course, ultimately for tuning in and listening. And if you like the episode, hey, let us know. Give us a little shout out um, wherever you're listening to this. A little ranking, stars, you know how to do it. So um, it's uh, my pleasure to host this. And uh, as always, be good, be safe. We'll see you out on the next one. And bye for now. Thanks for listening to Mortgage Marketing Radio. Want more truth in mortgage marketing? Get more free training and resources at MortgageMarketingInstitute.com. Hey guys, what's up? Real quick, uh, you've heard about the Mortgage Marketing Pro membership before, and I just want to quickly remind you if that you're in a place in your business where you simply need more purchase loans, you need to fill your pipeline with purchase business. Let's just face it. Agents are still a solid pillar of business and sources of purchase business for you. Well, good news. Our Mortgage Marketing Pro membership helps loan officers like you close more loans without the hassle of chasing agents or cold calling. Done for you agent classes, expert training videos, a marketing automation platform that automates the entire process for you, everything you need to build your personal brand in your local market, attract and convert agents into referral partners, plus done for you proven marketing materials and plug and play content to make promoting your class, getting agents, butts and seats, partnering with affiliates real easy. But that's not all. You'll also get access to our weekly mastermind calls with top LOs, authors, speakers, and coaches to learn the best strategies to grow your business right now in today's market. And as an extra bonus for a limited time, for all new members, you'll get access to a database of 200 agents in your local market that have closed anywhere to, from eight to 50 transactions in the last 12 months. And we'll provide that list uploaded into our platform for you so you can get off to a fast start in reaching actually productive agents. So what are you waiting for? You can check out more at mortgagemarketing.pro, see more of the success stories there. And if you feel compelled to do so, book a call. We'll have a chat. We'll see if it's a fit. Don't miss out on this opportunity to take your mortgage business to the next level right now. Head over to mortgagemarketing.pro.